It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Neonic Void Productions presents You know, I'm going to come up with an intro, a proper one one of these days. Hi, what's good? What's poppin'? It's your boy, Zio, and welcome to Spookocalypse, where we talk about spooky shit. <laughs> so today, I am joined with the crew, the posse. Who, who are you people? Matt Cameron. Who are wow. we indeed? I'm Bunyip. <laughs> I love that. I'm but my chair is like silent, in, like, ah, that is me. <laughs> okay, so we got Bunyip and we got um, Mad Chairman. Uh, and, and I'm the housekeeper. I apologize. My voice was stolen last night by Juhan. By so. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I will be here in spirit. I'm not going to be really in the discussion today. <laughs> in here in spirit. I love that. <laughs> so, today's topic of magnificence. I don't know why I was going with that. <laughs> so, today we're talking about a game. We're talking about a game. We're talking about a game. A very fun game, <laughs> a stupid game. It's very stupid, but like, come on. We're going to be talking about the game called uh, Sucker of Love. But before we get into that, who's doing the um, housekeeping for today? Me. Okay. Uh, so I am becoming a mad housekeeper. Uh, so if you like this podcast, Make sure you follow and rate us on whatever site you listen to your podcast. Share with your friends. New episodes get uploaded every Saturday. Links are down in the description for other podcasts that are part of the Neonic family. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Spookocalypse. That's at S-E-O-O-K-O-C. L-Y-P-S-E. What we do spooky shit. Now on to the discussion. Wow. Wow. So today, ladies and gents and others, we are going to be talking about the game. The days in that is sweeping the internet. Is it? <laughs> is it really? I mean, it's. It's fairly popular, I would say. I mean, Markiplier played it. Markiplier played it. So yeah, I would assume it's fairly uh, popular. It's not like, yeah, oh my uh, god, but like... It means it's popular. Uh, Sucker of Love. Sucker of Love is a dating sim slash visual novel where you, the player, playing a young man, young man, uh... You're playing a young man that, that dates... 
gods. I don't know how else to put it. Lovecraftian entities. And there's three dates that you, well, two dates technically, and then one, well, I guess three dates. Three dates technically that you go on in this game where you jump around between two characters and a surprise character at the end, on the last one. But nonetheless, so. Um, who wants to st- who wants to start off on this mystical journey, on um, God, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Dating sim, Lovecrafting entities. This guy summons is in the in the world of man, and he is a fan of the occult, and he sum- and he summons, um, Lovecrafting entities for Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Well. Not Cthulhu. So there's three entities to kind of go over the go over the wide scope of this because you know Lovecraft shit is my is my cup of tea. Um, the three girls that you see in this game, one is called Lynetta, and Lynetta is basically Cthulhu. If she if Cthulhu um, had boobs, I don't. and a hot bod, <laughs> and a hot bod, you know, female. Even though Cthulhu is Cthulhu's daughter, and that would technically be that, but Lynetta is, I think, was ref was inspired by Cthulhu himself, not his daughter, his offspring. That Cthulhu, who is who is sole purpose, is to give her daddy, her father, re- give birth to her father. That's her purpose. But Lynetta is more closely related to Cthulhu than Cthulhu. Anyway, so Cthulhu, technical monster, the, the priest of the old gods, the great old one. So that's the first girl you meet is one is Lynetta based on Cthulhu. Next girl you meet is Esther, Esther, and she is decked out in yellow, has pigtails, and she refers to herself as a king. Uh, so those of you who are in the know for love for love, uh, Lovecraftian lore. And the mythos, uh, she is the representation of the king in yellow, Halister. Um, the symbol is still, literally the symbol is still is the exact same. Uh, anyone that gazes upon that symbol ends up becoming her follower. Um, she instantly invades your brain. Uh, she has a court full of mortals that follow her beck and call, and the main character ends up summoning her and tries to obviously get date her like like he did with uh, Lynetta. And the whole journey of the game is where he's trying to balance Lynetta and Alice and um, Esther. And the last one, so Esther and Cthul- and Esther and um, Lynetta are a great old one, or two great old ones, because I think the Yellow King is considered an old one as well. Because um, I don't think he's an outer guy. Um, the last one you meet is Nethaloth is a Neon Neothotep. <laughs> Neothotep. Yeah. 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 Anti-Neon Lothotep. And she is based on the outer god known as uh, Nethalothotep or the Black Pharaoh or um, the Crawling Chaos, which they mention uh Auntie, Auntie mentions the crawling her other names, crawling chaos. Uh, she has a, thousands of forms, so she's obviously referencing that she is inspired by Nethalothotep, which is one of the outer gods and one of the most, and probably one of the older, the oldest of the gods, and the god that just that doesn't give a fuck and just travels the world causing chaos wherever it goes, wherever Who's he goes. Mommy? Huh. I said cougar mommy. Yeah. Because she's a cat. Yeah. And she's old. <laughs> yeah. So her look is, she looks like a Egyptian, kind of like an ancient Egyptian wear, but she's a cat, which references Nethalothotep taking the form of a pharaoh, and he is also known as a black pharaoh. So they also took reference from that, and that's where they got her image of looking very ancient Egyptian- um, but the cat, I don't know. I'm assuming they just wanted to make her a cat just to make her a cat. Or yeah. that might be a reference to um, Lovecraft's love of cats. He does a weird thing for cats. 
So that might also be a reference to that. Well, um, the character's but, name gets changed to Dog. Yeah, that's true. The character, the player, the playing character's name gets changed to Dog. Um, which I don't know if that's ref- if that reference to anything with Lovecraft because there's nothing about dogs in Lovecraft unless there's that's talking about the beast known as the Hound, but the dog you get named dogs. So I have no idea. So those are the three dateable entities. Now going deeper, and who wants to who wants to take up the first date with Lanetta and what happens? Because um, again, this game is this game is not very long. It's lots of puzzles and stuff, but it kind of gives you the gist on what each date happens in each date. Who wants to take on Lanetta? Don't all pick up at once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. <laughs> because, like, the stuff that happens with Lynetta also happens alongside Issues, so I might get them mixed up. Because it's sort of like you're trying to date one and also date the other the second time you do this. But the yeah, first okay, time, just talk about, I guess, talk about the first time then. Right. Before, before Esther comes into the picture. All right, so the first time, your character, who doesn't have a name, they're just the character until they meet their first date. He's just here to summon an outer god not an outer god an eldritch being just a cosmic horror yeah. so he has a ritual set up and he even has like the robes the amulet a ritual knife just whatever he needs he studied this and then Lynetta is summoned but they look terrifying and it's like what do you want from me and he's just like I want to smooch <laughs> that's all he wants and she's just like huh you yeah. sorry this is unexpected. <clears throat> Most people want power or fame or a shitload of money. But no. This man just wants a kiss. And in order to attain this kiss, you have to do three things for her. And there's a little meter in the top right corner of the screen that shows like, it's like a smooch meter and it's just empty, these empty hearts. And once all three are filled, then you get your kiss. Um, I'm trying to describe like her outfit because she she is pale green and has the wings like Thulu has pink tentacle like hair and pink glowing eyes, which they become more prominent when she leans in closer to you and everything's in shadow and she looks horrifying because that's when she makes threats in her clothing. It kind of looks like a black tabard. With yeah. what is that medallion thing? Like it's hanging around her waist. Uh, no idea. All right, so that symbol is the symbol of. It's kind of a a symbol that's a play on Cthulhu's, um, kind of like the face of Cthulhu, like the tentacles and everything. So. I don't think it's an actual symbol within the lore of Cthulhu, but I think it's inspired by the, like, um, Cthulhu's head. So it's kind of like an, it's kind of like a, um, an image that's just inspired by that. Cause usually the, the, uh, image of Cthulhu you would see is just his head with tentacles kind of swirling about his face. And I think it's kind of a play on that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what her face looks like. Yep. Makes you rethink the phrase, uh, what that mouth do. Uh, she has the she has the green tentacles coming from her face, and she has pink ones coming up that she has like tied in a bun that's like acting as her hair. Yeah, she has like yeah. a cuttlefish face. Right? Yes. <laughs> and well, that's all I can think of in terms of appearance. Her personality seems pretty friendly and endearing like she immediately warms up to you like oh darling i really love you and that's what your name becomes darling but she also warns you that if you do anything out of turn she will make you suffer destroy everything in reality oh man what was the first task you have to do for her because it like it calling the ritual book Um, I think it's the calling. Yeah, the calling. 
calling. What was the calling? Ensure all possible light has been snuffed from the room in your in your room. This means draw your curtains, whatever, in the dark, light, red, fire, candles. They are for your protection. The dark is dangerous. Find and put on your ritual necklace. When it's all complete, chant, lend it out. How it's performed, like you basically do as you, as Matt Chairman described, and you, you interact by clicking on objects in the scene. Yeah. But with when it comes to reading the ritual, you drag your mouse across the words and it forms these lips, and you just have to drag it slowly. And if you do it too fast, then it's like, oh, you got to start over. You can do it just right speed and you speak the ritual. Um, basically, you do just a bunch of um, different types of rituals involving dagger and yeah. your lights are on and off. You turn your hand into a, a mouth, which again makes you rethink the phrase, what that mouth do. Um, yeah. Oh, and then you get your first kind of run in with. Uh, S-tier. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's basically. Lost my train of thought. Sorry, continue. But yeah, yeah, she she appears as a mortal named Missy, so yeah. you just see her as an annoying neighbor, and it's like, oh shoot, what's she want? And you just basically try to get Missy to not notice Lynetta at all. Like you keep her outside. Yes, you live in an apartment. And she's out. It's like Missy's outside. Lynette's inside. And then I was like, uh, "Who is that?" And like, uh, "No, no, nobody. It's just, it's just, it's just a salesperson. I, I, I can, I can make him leave. Just keep the door shut." And eventually, Missy leaves. And you're like, "Okay, crisis averted." Um, what was the second ritual? Uh, is this the one that was the trigger into the mouth? Yeah, like getting the mouth on the hand because at one point your character won't be able to speak with their normal mouth, but this second mouth lets them speak when that happens, and it's more well versed in. Is it relay as the language? I think that's I, I think that's the language they uh, she says it is. Yeah, yeah, like it's better at speaking that, so in the, you end up using that for your rituals, but it's not that good at speaking English. But she's just so doting. Like, oh, you're getting so good at this. And oh, I don't have that much of a good memory of this particular part of the game. I just remember like the interactions. Yeah, I mean, it's not really. <laughs> she she kind of hangs out in your room for forever. The entire game, I think, or the first chapter at least. Yeah, yeah and it's the point, like, to make to do enough rituals, not just to earn a smooch, but like to keep her there forever, like in your yeah. reality. Yeah, you have to like wake her up because you're part of her dream. So you have to wake her up, and she could be with you forever as the as the as she destroys the universe. Mm-hmm. And when and. You got prepare offering ritual, the reach into oblivion ritual, a cleanly ritual, open up your journal again and flip to the page where it says escape reality ritual. Uh, you got dark communion. Um, you got the final pledge, which you pledge to um, Lynetta. Uh, pledge your, un, uh, your obedience to her. And in the, this one, you have a choice of either Stealing her away, breaking basically breaking up with her, putting her back to sleep, or waking her up. And um, so it depends on which ending you choose. If you choose the breakup ritual, uh, you'll end up being you'll have a good enough ending, quote unquote, where you basically save the universe, but you put her back to sleep. Um, but 
if you do the uh, final pledge ritual, she'll wake up and she'll destroy, basically destroy the universe. <laughs> and you get, and you start all over in chapter two again, where everything is realities um, remade again. And you're in the same apartment. And then that's where um, the next girl comes into the picture. Cause Lynetta comes back. Well, you get the uh, new girl. One. So, two. Basically, Missy kind of reveals. Uh, Oh, it's a, like a shadowy figure that's wearing a yellow jacket, like trench coat looking thing. Yeah. Kind of standing at the end of the hallway at the apartments. Yep. And it's it ends up just being Missy, right? I think so, yes. Or he ends up running into Missy, and Missy reveals himself, reveals herself to be Esther. And then you're kind of like confused, you're like, what? Because she refers to herself as the king, the king in yellow. But she refers to herself as that um, quite a bit, the king. Um, and basically in that chapter, you do you do, do a few rituals. But for the most part, you're reenacting a play. You find, out, you find out that she is her sister, right? That was yes. pretty early that you find out um, yeah. Lynetta's yeah. sister. Yes. Lynetta and Esther are related. Which is um, true to the Lovecraftian lore because Cthulhu and uh, Halster or the Yellow King, are half-siblings. Fun fact. Both their fathers are... Um, what is it? Uh, da, 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 da. No, Yogg-Sothoth is the grandfather to Cthulhu, but the father to Halster. They're half siblings. That's weird. It doesn't matter in this game. They're sisters. Yeah, they're sisters. Um, anyway, they go off of that. Yeah. Um, Act one uh, is basically what the first task is. Uh, it's basically a longer. You're just reading a whole bunch of um, poems. I'm not really sure. Greeting stranger, fortune's fellow, tis a party for which I bellow. I invite the king in yellow to come all ye in ye till. You're reenacting a play with Esther. Okay. The uh, play of the, I don't remember what the play uh, is called. Enters disguise. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're reenacting a play with Esther and you're calling upon the king in yellow and she replies with her own lines as the king in yellow with her court. And you're basically, um, or the player is basically saying that uh, he will be a servant of the king in yellow, basically, is the gist of the play that he will bow uh, to. In, ex in exchange for two smooches this time, right? Yes. And you're trying to balance between Esther and Lynetta without either one of them finding out about the other. Yes, and the odd thing is, like, even though they end up are in, like in the same building, it's surprising that they never run into each other. Yeah, because you have to do certain things, like you have to open up the window to let Esther in. So if you close the blinds or the curtains in the window, Esther will disappear, and Lynetta will come in. So you have to time everything certain just right for them not to meet because there are certain cases as uh further along in chapter two where they will both know that they're both there 
that there's a chance for them. I don't know. I don't think they actually met Matt in the playthrough of Markiplier, but I think Lynetta did discuss, did figure out that Esther was there and same the other way around. So you have to play your cards right. And depending on which ritual and spells you do items you're holding to make sure that the others don't, the other ones to find out about each other or they don't find out about each other because they don't want you worshiping other gods, especially in Lynetta. Yeah. They don't mind you having mortal girlfriends. In fact, they're like, if they don't, if they don't remain, ch- <laughs> they're like if they remain chast, that's just bad for business. That's how you put yeah. it. But it's like, if you're worshiping other gods though, we're going to have a problem. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. That's that's Lynetta for you. And uh, that's basically a lot of back and forth between rituals and the damn play and hand feeding Esther and flirting with Esther. And basically you kind of had to choose which girl you want to centralize with. I think there is an ending where you can do both, but it's not a very good one. Uh, but you can choose like which girl to really centralize on and get all the hearts for, so you get the smooch. So either way, the universe dies and the, everything starts all over again anyway, for the second time. And when you do that, depending on which route you take, uh, you either get a smooch from Lynetta or, of course, um, Esther. Or there's even an ending with Lynetta where you're basically like, um, where Lynetta doesn't want you to do the ritual. She wants to be with you forever. She wants to be asleep forever. She doesn't want to wake up. And the player character is just like, you know, I'm going, we're going to have to do the ritual. You're going to have to wake up. We can't, we can't, you can't be asleep forever. You're going to have to wake up. And there's like a heart, kind of a heart fill moment. It almost, it almost pulled this heartstrings just a little bit. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, damn. Okay. Bet. I have a sucker come off. Right? Oh, my God. Uh, The voice acting in this, I think, is actually pretty good, especially for the girls. I think it's actually really, they're really great. Esther sounds familiar. I'm going to look up the actor's name. They're the only ones that talk. Yes, they are. But Esther's voice actress sounds really familiar. Like, I've heard her before. I just don't know. Uh, but anyway, you wake up Lynetta or you wake up Esther, depending on which one you spent most of your time with. And the world ends and you're brought back again for the th- for chapter three. Now, chapter three, you don't meet Lynetta or uh, Esther this time around. You meet their auntie. Uh, their auntie is an outer god, an older god. Um it's, of course, uh, Auntie ne- Neothletep. And uh, she talks about how um, humans shouldn't be doing this with great old, with, with gods that you can't fathom and how there should be a barrier between humanity and the gods. And she's basically trying to scare you straight so you don't intermingle with any more of the deities, especially those two. Uh, the player character on the other hand is not like, not really shook it up by this. Now, one thing I did find interesting about, about Neothletep, uh, she does mention somebody else. She's number two. She's the second highest ranking God. And she talks about number one. And she mentions, if you talk with her, that's it. The world, there'll be nothing left after that. And that's a reference to, um, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. The blind idiot god. Don't tell me his name. Azathoth. You're failing. Zero. I know this is my forte. Azathoth. Uh, so she is right under Azathoth, and she references her, or in this case, doesn't give, she doesn't give you an outright name, but if anybody is any inclined or any knowledge of anything Lovecrafty, you know she's talking about the blind idiot god, which little history lesson or little lore lesson. Uh, Azathoth is a outer god that's asleep, and it's never really defined in the mythos, but you can kind of put two and two together that said that basically everything in the universe, the fact that we're here on this planet, the fact that the outer gods exist, the go- other cosmic entities exist, we're all part of Nith- of Azathoth's dream. And if Azathoth were to wake up, the universe would cease to exist. And Azathoth would be the only living thing in the, in the emptiness. So we're all part of Azathoth's dream and there are a bunch of other little minor cosmic entities or or aliens that will, that spend their time keeping Azathoth asleep. The second he wakes up, that's it. So she references that if he were to, if this human were to talk to her, that's it. That's a wrap. You be, you cease to exist. And I was like, Oh shit. I was hoping that we were going to meet Azathoth. <laughs> I was really hoping. <laughs> I was really hoping. I'm like, name her Azathoth, please. Please, name her Azathoth. Stop it. Azathoth as in, like, the drag name we talked about, Devin. Yes, that's what the inspiration is from. Talks about a drag name. <laughs> We did. We did. We did. It's called Dragathought. Well, you're uh, Dragathought, uh, and I was Azathoth. Yes. But the name Azathoth was a yes, play on words from Azathoth. That's why I chose it. Yes. Yes. Uh, from the family of. Uh, from the House of anyway. Thought. It's the House of Thought with Dragathought, Azathoth. Oh my god. Okay, what were the other god, ones? I don't know. It's Bradley's. Neathot. Neathot. <laughs> oh, yes. House of Thoughts was Dragathot, Azathot, Izathot. You're a thought. <laughs> Iconic. House of Thought. Great. Are you done? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done now. Yes. The House of Thought is real. <laughs> One day, but yes, I was hoping that as a thought would come in and be as a thought. Really, I was hoping really bad. I was like, please, please let it be a bimbo, please, please. Didn't see as a thought in there, and I was very upset. Very upset. But they make a sequel. Hey. <laughs> anyway, so there's a reference of that. Base. Uh, what happens with uh, Auntie? Neothletep. So what happens with her? Oh, yeah. It, it kind of turns into like a game of counter spells because you don't have a chance at dating her, but she will cast different curses on you and you have access to a book, which she gives you. And it's like, this has one spell, banish Moo. And this is supposed to make it to where the... Elder gods, eldritch beings, all those creatures cannot interfere with humans in a romantic sense. Do you re- do you recognize who made the book? It wasn't was it not made by Mu himself or themselves? It wasn't. It was not made by Neothletep. Because there's there's because when you look at the spell, it talks about how you use this, we will cease to exist, or we will not be able to contact you, and all the hidden spells inside the book. It was made by my get my perception because I never I came out and said it. I thought it was made by Lynetta, and Lynetta gave made the book, and then Lothotep gave him to use that spell. But then she put in all these other counter spells to be able to fight her her auntie. Yeah, because like you have to darken the room and then 
turn on the black fire candles. And then yeah. it's like, okay, here's the secret writing. Yeah. And it shows you all of these different ways to counter spell. Like if you have pores in your hands, like go to a mirror and check and then like chant these spells until the pores are gone and make sure you're like wearing this mask. Like it has, it's a very interesting part of the game, even though like, it doesn't have much to do with dating, but I, I liked it the most because it's like, okay, you have to read what's going on. And then it's like, okay, get this rope put on, wear this, turn this page, check. It's like, check for the window. If there's something out there, close the window, chant the spell, or you have to go outside. Oh, big screaming face, chant the spell. If you hear scratching glass, go to the mirror, look briefly, do not lock eyes with this thing, look it away, go back to the main room, read the spell, like that whole thing. And then like, it's almost kind of like a survival on the chalkboard to be right. It was like a sprinkle of survival horror kind of in it. And I thought it was pretty interesting on how they tried to put all these curses in there and kind of gave you way a time different ways and different sounds that'll give you an idea of what's happening. So you would only have like a few minutes to try and flip through the pages to find out what to do. Yep. And there were also parts like if, if you're too late or the conditions of the room aren't correct, like if it's not lit properly, then if you look at the book, it's just Egyptian hieroglyphics. Like you can't read anything. Yep. And instead of a smooch meter, you have like a health meter. So if you fail three times, you are officially dead. And yeah, the little screen, um, it's like, we're having technical difficulties. It's just a blue cat, like, playing with, a out, with an electrical outlet and a plug. Like, oops, again, you failed. Cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that cat was a reference, again, to Lovecraft's love of felines. Also, if you, want, if you want to look up some real fucked up shit, look up Lovecraft's, the name that Lovecraft gave his cat. Look up at your own risk. Anyway. Are you saying he like really liked cats? Um, the name of Lovecraft's cat they had is um, you um, you could. It's a it's a not it's not a pleasant word that we use in today's society. It's connected to the fact that Lovecraft was a big racist. Oh yeah, so something we conveniently forget. Yeah, but he's dead, so you know. Racist bigotry is there. That's not a thing. If you ever read his work, warning now, he's a big racist and it really shows in his work. So as long as you know that going in, knowing's half the battle. <laughs> anyway. Auntie Neothotep. Neothotep. Basically, from there, you kind of just go back and forth with her, blocking her curses and dispelling them. And she's getting angry as uh, each time you do it. And then eventually she'll stop and she'll be like, God, you're impossible. How are you surviving this? God, she's getting frustrated. And some and the Matt, uh, Matt Chairman, do you want to talk about this part since this is your uh what your favorite part? Um, when we come to this, the end, yes, because I this was not my favorite chapter. Uh, it was my least favorite, but this one part did get. To, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, so basically, the oh, what does he say? He's one saying that. Uh, you're. The only reason I exist is because you're dreaming about me. Uh, it, beho- it behooves her. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> because the something about the universe is, de- is destroyed, but you're dreaming about me, so that's why I'm still alive. And something about, I don't remember how he gets around to it, that he's not afraid of her, that she's afraid of him. So that... I, can, I think you remember it better off the top of your head because I don't see this part. So what the conversation goes into is that uh, Auntie is talking about how humanity is a fearful of the unknown. And the player character is like, what the fuck do you mean? 
There are people who are scientists, who are astronauts, who are divers, who dive into the unknown. We're not afraid of the unknown. And he kind of flips the table on her and she's like, what are you doing? And she talks, he talks about, I'm only alive because you're dreaming. You're in my head. I'm also in yours. When you sleep every night, I will be there in I will be alive in your dreams. And she's kind of like, what? It's like, you. I don't fear you. You fear me. <laughs> and it turns the tables. And it's, I I got a good laugh out of it. I was like, damn, you behooved an elder god. Damn. And then it jumps to her, <laughs> Neophyltel, waking up in their bed, talking about, oh, my God. I'm never going to be able to sleep right again. He's going to ruin my sleep. Because <laughs> every time she goes to sleep, he's there, right there, waiting for her. <laughs> and that's basically the end of the game, is that basically, you kind of just turn the tables on the outer god, telling her, you're not my worst nightmare, I'm your worst nightmare. And she gets behooved. So that's the end of chapter three. And that's the end of the uh, that's the end of the game, basically. Um, you could credits roll and find out this this uh, game was made by made by a very small group of people because most of these games are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any thoughts on the game in general? Did y'all enjoy it? Did y'all hate it? Did y'all like why? Why did we play this? Like what? What's everyone? What's everyone yeah. feeling with this game? Even though I know I'm the one that chose it, but that's just me. <laughs> uh, I didn't catch that. I said I hated every minute of it. You okay, hated good. every minute of it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I like its unique approach to the dating sim genre like oh i didn't think about dating eldritch horrors but it kind of stuck to i guess like the same typical formula of a dating sim but it did have like point and click elements in some exploration um but it didn't seem like it did all that much different Oh, excuse me. There are, I guess the best moments would be like your character getting curious and like you as a player can pique his curiosity or you could just ignore it. Or like where Lynette mm-hmm. has to go into the shower for just like, I'm going to change and don't look at my body. I know you want to peek, but you will go insane. And he's like, okay, I won't. I'm serious. Oh yeah, I won't look. You have the option to look and you can't see anything as a player, but you get a game over and it's just like his mind's going insane. There's flashing imagery going on through his eyes. And then it just ends with worth it. And that's your bad ending. Yep. It's a play on how, if you were to see the true form of these gods that you will go insane because their image, uh, their true forms are unfathomable by the mortal mind. Cause madness. There isn't really a whole lot I can say about the game other than I found it interesting that you did have to collect the ritual items and put them together. And then basically like the last part of the game seemed the most entertaining or engaging for me to do, but the rest of it, I wasn't that gripped by it, but I do like the lore that they put into it. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, I obviously was the one who chose this game. If I haven't said that already by this point, which I probably the third time I've said it. <laughs> I am a huge fan of, of the Lovecraftian mythos. And when I first heard about this game, because originally Sucker of Love was a little, was a sh- much shorter game included in a, um, so there's a series of games out there. It's like, it's like a collection of games that every year, um, there's like a contest where you get, I think it's like 48 hours to make a game like that. And there's a bunch of creators that make these little games that go into this large collection. And they're all based around love, uh, cosmic horror. 
or Lovecraftian lore, dread, stuff, things of that nature. And one of them was Sucker of Love. So when I found out that they were going to actually make a full-fledged game, because that was one of the more popular games of that collection it was part of, um, they were they decided to make a full-fledged game of it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Anything Lovecraftian? Yes. So obviously I, I had to choose, choose talk about this game. Um, Are you sure there's no other reason why you chose this game, Devin? Not really. Outside of, I just love, <laughs> I just like Lovecraftian lore. Oh. What's that supposed to mean? Huh? You know exactly what it means, Devin. Or, oh, you call me a monster fucker now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Tentacles. Yes, yes. Hey. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, the Neo- she can get it. I mean, she's a mm. big lady. Like she can't she fit in the room. She's a burglar. She like lean down just to talk to you. But uh, yeah, so I chose this game. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Again, this is, it's nothing new. Like you're not like I'm not gonna sit here and say to y'all that oh this game is game changing for the dating sim genre. It's a game-changing, like, fucking visual novel. It's not. It's all the same. It's just added, this is the added flavor of it. But the last part, last chapter three was my favorite because that kind of changed everything a little bit on the gameplay. It turned it more into, like, a, I'm trying to survive this. And I love that. So... I'm going to give a rating of this game. Of course, my my rating is probably going to be the highest level, highest number here. I'm sure. Um, I'm going to give it a, a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. Like, it was fun. It didn't really, again, didn't really change anything to the formula of the dating sim, but I love the lore and I like what they did with chapter three. I'm hoping for a sequel so for them to explore more of the Lovecraftian lore, but we'll see if they do that or not. So, uh, what does everyone else rate this wonderful, lovely, lovely little indie game? I got to pin it on me. Um, I'm going to lean towards 6.5. 6. 6.5? 6. Like, personally, wasn't all that engaged with it, but I did mm-hmm. like yeah. the like the new things that it did try to do. So it's not a mm-hmm. terrible game by any means. And I did wish they expanded more in the universe. Right. But they worked with like what they had. And for a short game, it is worth playing. I suppose so Uh, I did not enjoy this game uh, but I won't give it like a terrible score because it had decent art and um, curious story Uh, so I'll give it a 5 fair enough fair enough not good Uh, housekeeper did you happen to Watch play through this game or play it yourself? I watched Markiplier play it because I'm a hardcore Markiplier fan. I don't really miss any of his videos. So uh, I enjoyed watching him play it. I don't think I would go out of my way to try and play it myself, mainly because I'm not a big dating sim fan. Like, I'll talk highly even about Dream Daddy, but. Even then, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to try and play it. So I would just, uh, an average, like, maybe, like, a five or a six. Just because, okay. like, I love Lovecraftian, too. But, I, again, I'm just not a fan of love sim games. So it's a solid, got a five, two, two fives, a 7.5, and a 6.5. So, like, an average of, like, six. Yeah, the math almost checks out. Yeah, it's about six. So it's not a terrible game, but it's not like 
groundbreaking by no means. So if this is, so if this is your thing, uh, you will find something in it to like. So I th- I think it's worth a play. It's relatively cheap on Steam too. So, but yes, thank you guys for listening to today's episode on Sucker of Love. Catch us next time as we talk about something else in the world of horror. And again, this game isn't scary either, so... But it just... Oh, I mean, there's a little bit of, like, body horror. Oh, yeah, there is a little bit of body horror aspect. Yeah, in the bathroom, like, if you click... Like, if you, like, watch his face or something, like, his face looks all melty and gross. It's weird. Melty, or you got cut off tentacles from his face and stuff. Yeah. A little element of body horror. That's about it. Yeah, so... Join us next time as we talk about something else. Until then, bye. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.